Welcome to the Elevate Your Running podcast, episode number two, hosted by Sarah Manderscheid and myself, Austin Myers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy that you're here. Our mission is to elevate your running mind and spirit through information, inspiration, and relatability. And we're so happy to be back for episode number two and getting into a topic that is um, pretty near and dear to our hearts and something that we're very passionate about. Sarah, do you kind of want to go into what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely within these first few episodes, we want to dive a little bit deeper into who we are as humans, how we uh, got here, and uh, lean into those conversations and those feelings and all of that. So we today are going to talk about... Um, who we are as humans and how we got to be here. Um, we both worked at uh, what I would consider corporate America. I was in financial services marketing. Austin was a teacher and in education and how we got to become run coaches and how we got to do this and how we get to do this successfully. Um, and as our full-time gig. Um, so we're going to talk more about that and kind of interview each other and hear each other's stories. I think it's just really important. We're obviously um, going to get to running and running topics, but um, connection for me as an individual is one of my top values in life. Connection with others, connection with runners, um family, friends, significant others, it's all very important. And I feel like you get to learn more about us as humans um, as we go through this podcast series, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So Austin, do you have anything that you want to add? Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. I think connection's huge. I think that if we can share our stories um, and allow the audience to connect with us, and hopefully we can connect with the audience, that just makes the information that we put out even more valuable. Um, and it makes it something that we're sharing in. Like we're sharing in this information. We're sharing in our stories of becoming stronger runners and of becoming stronger people. And I think for you and I, um, our stories to this point, I think we both believe we're in the pretty early stages of our stories. Um, but I think that there's something that we're extremely proud of already. Um, and I believe that for all of us, we have to be able to own that story, own wherever we're at um, in, in our journey. And, and that's what we're going to kind of share today. We're going to share where we've been, um, where we're at right now, and then hopefully where we're going. Love it. Absolutely. Before we begin, though, before we dive in, I want to interview you first and talk to you first about your story. But before we get there... Something that we're going to implement uh, with every podcast, if you're an athlete of mine, if you work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you know that we do this um, not only in our uh, coaching calls, but also um, sometimes virtually through um, the coaching app that we use. We want to celebrate our elevated moments. What are elevated moments? Elevated moments are wins of the week. And um, we're going to be referencing them as elevated moments throughout our podcast and throughout our conversations um, in person with our athletes. So um, Austin, I'd love for you to go first. Um, do you have an elevated moment that you'd like to share from this week? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll actually share two really quickly. Um, the first one 
uh, I think is definitely releasing episode one of our podcast this past Tuesday. Um, I know that's something that we've been planning. February 1st was the day uh, for a few months now. And and to actually record the podcast um, and and get it published through Spotify um, and Apple Podcasts, that was something that was really exciting for us to share. Um, And we just both felt like it was the beginning of a journey. So that was definitely an elevated moment for me. And then the second one, kind of a smaller one, um, but I think something worth mentioning is actually running on the treadmill this morning. So, you know, the weather here in Colorado right now, we got, what, nine, ten inches of snow two days ago. Um, And, you know, the the few days after a big snow like that, it gets a little bit icy. Um, And in the past, I've kind of just tried to get out there and and suck it up and run on the ice, but that is not very fun, um, especially when you feel like you're ice skating more than you are uh, running. So I decided to just get in some miles on the treadmill this morning, and um, I've found a lot of good things come from it, and I think that's something that I might implement uh, once a week or so uh, moving forward, just from the perspective of really understanding the paces that you can run with specific heart rates. Um, And then also I I found that you can really focus on uh, running form a little bit better just because you're not having um, that variation of terrain and of elevation gain. So that was kind of a a second elevated moment that I found uh, just a few hours before we started recording this podcast. I love those. Um, Yes, I think, you know, for a treadmill to be a win or an elevated moment for the week is huge. I love how you kind of flip the script on that. I have so many athletes and myself included who find, you know, running on the treadmill to be cumbersome. It's not fun. It's boring. You know, flipping the script and saying like, hey, so I get to set this at whatever pace I need to set it for, for whatever strategy or strategic workout is on the plan for today. If that's an easy run, just setting it at a very easy pace and kind of cruising. If you get to do some speed work, like I ran on the treadmill yesterday and I had some strides at the end of my run and it was super fun to just let it rip on the treadmill. And I think there are a lot of added benefits to running on the treadmill, to have your plan for that day to be able to focus in on your breathing and on your form and not worry about tripping or falling. Um, For people who know me, I I trip and fall too often. So the treadmill is a little bit of a safer place for me, but I love that you flipped that script, Austin, and, and made it a win and made it successful because like it or not, it's February 4th as we're recording. We are in the midst of winter and we have a lot of snow on the ground. Um, whether you're in Colorado or many of the other states in the country. So I love that you made it a win. And it's also a really great mental strength tool. Um, For my athletes, we go through like how to push through the uncomfortable. And sometimes it's jumping on the treadmill and getting in a 60 minute effort um, and slogging through it. So love that you did that. Um, the elevated moments for me, definitely releasing the podcast. It was very um, scary to be totally transparent. Very, very scary. Putting ourselves out there, opening ourselves up to feedback um, and knowing that this is the 
the first or second episode. This is one of the first few episodes of many to come. And I know I said to you before we started recording last week, like, oh, this is going to be really fun to look back on this or listen back to that first Mm -hmm. episode in a few years and just see how we get to evolve and um, get to know each other better, right? And um and have a conversation better together but then also just our topics and and leaning into that so it's going to be really excited so podcast is a great elevated win for me as well um and I've been under the weather for it was longer than a week and um I just don't get sick and I shouldn't say it I actually shouldn't say that but I'm saying that because knock on some wood Sarah I know (laughs) I rarely get sick and I want to say maybe the last time I was sick I don't know maybe five or six years ago like this just doesn't happen so um so it really threw me for a loop I had I don't know the stomach flu food poisoning I don't know something gnarly and um my elevated win for this week was finally feeling like myself on Wednesday so we did a workout together on Tuesday. Yep. Um, we had a track workout and, you know, I was feeling like I was running through mud. I wasn't feeling well. And then I ended up going to Pilates afterwards and it was in the Pilates studio. Like I just hit this wall. Like I looked very, very um, like white. Like I just didn't have the co- any sort of color on my face. I looked very pale, I should say. And, um, and I just didn't feel well. And I was kind of like playing on the reformer for more of the class than I should have. But, um, but Wednesday, I finally started to come around. And that's great, because I'm running a marathon in about nine days. So big, big win and big elevated moment, just feeling like myself and hoping, you know, that it continues and I don't take a few steps backwards. So, um, so with that, every week, we're going to be celebrating our elevated moments. However, or in addition to we want you to celebrate your moments with us. So feel free to DM us on Instagram or send us an email at the elevate your running podcast at gmail.com. Celebrate your elevated moments with us and we'll read them on the podcast and celebrate with you because I'm a big believer in lifting others high and having those, those feel good moments of connection and, um, and to celebrate what we get to do in life. Yeah, absolutely. Let's build this community. Let's build off of each other's uh, elevated moments. And um, it, I, I really believe that this podcast is going to um, create that community that that we're looking to inspire. So um, yeah, let's get into awesome. our topic for the day, Sarah. Yes. All right. So leaving our jobs, leaving corporate America, leaving the thing that we set out to do when we entered our college years right um and I also want to mention like I think this is this is pretty mainstream news right now right like the great revolution or the great um it's the great resignation revolution of 2021 and there is a trend right now in 2021 so all of last year Americans quit their jobs at a significantly higher rate than any other years. Now, do you think the pandemic had something to do with that? I would say yes. Austin, what do you think about that? Yeah, I I definitely believe that it did. Um, I know that the pandemic for me, um, having been a teacher, 
I, you know, I was still teaching. I was teaching virtually um, and I was going through that learning curve of how to use Zoom, how to um, use online learning in an effective way. But I know that just for me, I did so much work on myself in those months. Um, there was still like the work was getting done from the teaching perspective, but there was still more time. I mean, you're taking out time that you're traveling to and from work every day. The gyms were closed, so I couldn't even drive to the gym. I was working out um, in basically a garage gym and I was I was running. Um, so I think that everyone just had a little bit more space. Um, to work on themselves and to consider what they really want. Um, and I think something I actually wrote during the pandemic was uh, discussing our inputs and outputs and, and the pandemic and the time that we spent in our homes or, you know, isolated from other people, it, it changed the inputs that were coming in to our mind space. And then um, it, it considered it or allowed us to consider the outputs that we were putting out into the world. And I think that when we consider what we want to put out into the world, um, we look at our career and how what we do in our career, um, you know, gives back to the community, the world, the people that we care about. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, how are we spending our time if we're spending 40, 50, some of us 60 hours a week on that one thing? we want it to be something maybe substantial, right? Something that makes a difference, something that matters. Because I think of anything, the pandemic was a huge wake up call to many of us, right? Like, how are we spending our time? How are we living our lives? What are we doing to fill our cups? Because at any given moment that can change and that can shift and it can be totally out of our control. And, you know, worldwide pandemic is something I don't think many of us thought could ever happen or would happen in our lifetime into this extent, almost two years into it. Um, so a big wake up call for many of us. And, you know, you were teaching in the middle of the pandemic. I'd love to hear more about, you know, those last few months of teaching and what was going on in your mind and your mental health and what was kind of coming up for you and what were you thinking about and when did you decide to kind of take this leap and, and end your teaching career? Or maybe we shouldn't say end, but pause your teaching career. Um, because I feel like coaching is teaching in just a, a different capacity, a different way. Um, and just hear more about your, uh, your story. Yeah. So we're going back to um, spring 2020 right now, basically. Um, and you know, everyone's working from home. We're teaching from home. Um, and I'm not going to lie that first year of teaching is extremely challenging. And I had heard that, um, coming into the career. So I kind of knew that it was going to be hard. I knew that there were going to be a lot of, um, things to learn from and adapt to, um, but, you know, we're halfway through my first year of teaching and I'm, I'm already kind of beginning to wonder if this is the career field for me. Um, and I, to be completely honest, I feel like some of my best teaching uh, was done when we were virtual. And I think that was because um, I, I just believe that I was coming into kind of like the stride of that first year. You have the first few months where you're, you're really learning the tough lessons. And then you feel like you're kind of getting into the swing of things. 
Um, so we were all adapting to virtual learning. I was still kind of considering what I wanted to do that next year. Did I want to go back and teach again? Um, and it really ran right up to decision time of I need to commit to coming back and teaching um, at the same school for the next year or I need to, you know, decide that maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I need to explore uh, another possibility or or maybe even just teaching um, in a different area, a different grade, um, different school, whatever it may be. And I decided to go back. So I, I did teach that second year. I went back. We began the year virtual, um, but ultimately much of the year was taught in person. Um, the 2021, well, I guess 2020, 2021 school year. Um, and, you know, I went back for a few reasons. Uh, number one, I didn't feel like a year was enough to um, warrant making the decision to leave the career field. Uh, and then number two, I was really excited about an opportunity. Like I said, I felt like I was catching my stride a little bit near the end of year one. I wanted to see if I could keep that momentum going into year two. And I was also excited to work with uh, a great team of teachers that um, I worked around last year, but I didn't work with. So I went back for year two. And honestly, year two was great. Um, it was a year of, again, continued learning. That's just kind of part of um, the, the career field of teaching, but also just being a lifelong learner is a part of uh, maximizing your possibilities. So, you know, just coming to terms with, I'm going to struggle, I'm going to learn from it. Um, and then applying uh, the things that you believe will make you better and more effective at, at what you're doing. So we continued to learn, continued to make mistakes, but ultimately year two was a great success. Um, we were back in person for most of it. Uh, like I said, the people I worked with were just amazing. And the memories that I created in year two I'm not going to forget. And the things that I learned um, as far as just being a professional and, and being good at, um, you know, the area of expertise that you pursue. Um, year two, I, I'll never regret going back for year two. However, at the end of it, I, I did make the decision to say, I don't think this is for me. Um, and I don't think I could have in the moment named why um, or, or put a, a specific reason to why I felt like it wasn't for me. But now that I have that space, now that I've had a few months away from the profession, I feel like I've kind of figured it out. I figured out what I felt like I was missing. Um, and it's three things. And it's three things that I reference to a lot um, on social media and then through my newsletter that I release each week, the Manifest newsletter, it's passion, purpose, and fulfillment. And I thought I was a pretty good teacher. I felt like I was uh, reaching my students in a great way. I felt like I was um, making a lot of meaningful connections with students and the teachers that I was working with. Uh, but at the end of the day, I didn't have the passion for it. My purpose was not fueled through that profession. And then I was not as fulfilled as I felt like I could have been um, through my daily work. And that's what I'm searching for. I'm searching for passion, purpose, and fulfillment. And I truly believe 
at least for me, that's the definition of success. Absolutely. It doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing, as long as it's quote unquote, filling your cup and making you feel good and that you're showing up as your best self every day or most days, um, I think is really big. Um, and I, I give you a lot of credit because, um, you know, we left our jobs at very different points in our lives. I was 37, 36. And you were just, you know, right out of college, a few years out, out of college, when you were going through um, your courses and getting your degree in, in education, like, did you ever have that thought of, Ooh, I don't know if this is for me, but I don't really don't know any, this is what I think I might want to do. Like, yeah. did any of those thoughts creep up or did it kind of happen once you got into the classroom? No, you, you hit the nail on the head there. It was, you know, throughout college, I, I made the decision year two of college on what I was going to uh, major in middle and secondary education um, with obviously a specificity in English. Um, and yeah, going through those courses, um, you get some, some time in the classroom. Um, and obviously student teaching is your final semester before, uh, before graduating. And I felt it. I, I had a feeling that maybe this was not for me. Um, and I, I will say, I, I think I chose the easier road in that moment. Um, I think I chose the road that would get me to a place of stability the fastest. And I think I chose the road to where I could kind of hide behind a little bit of success. So I could say, mm -hmm. I, I graduated from college. I uh, have this full-time job immediately out of college and I'm not that bad at it. And <laughs> I recognize that you know, throughout my first year to where, you know, I'm doing okay, but do I feel good about the work that I'm doing? Do I feel completely fulfilled? Do I have a passion for what I'm doing? And, you know, the answers just continued to be no. And in that moment, I decided the easy road is not worth it if I am not passionate, purposeful, and fulfilled. And I'm not going to choose the easy road again. I'm going to choose the road that may take longer to travel, but will ultimately get me to the place that I want to be. Absolutely. I feel like there's so many growth gains when you lean into that discomfort, when you are, you know, being comfortable with the uncomfortable, which is kind of my theme over the last few years of living life and, and growing my business. Like, you know, you stepped out of the box, right? And that's very, very scary, or it can be scary. And you just leaned right into it. And on top of it, you made a move across the country yeah. um, pretty shortly after that. Like, when did that decision come into play? And can you kind of talk more about that? Yeah, it definitely built off of my decision to leave the teaching profession. Um, Abby and I, discussed travel nursing uh, probably, honestly, early on in that second year of teaching. Um, we kind of saw that it was a possibility. Um, we had a, a mutual friend who was having a lot of success as a travel nurse and really enjoying um, moving to different locations and 
seeing new places, meeting new people. And we discussed that as something that we may want to do. Um, so throughout that second year of teaching, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, if this profession's not for me, then this could be an option. We could make the move somewhere. Um, Abby would have a great job. Um, and we could both just have a space for personal growth. Um, yeah. and, and it would allow us to explore who we really want to become. And so I, I will say that I think that the option of, of traveling made the decision easier. I think that it would have been really challenging to leave the profession of teaching and stay in the same relatively small town that I live, lived in and, and grew up in. Um, I, I think that sometimes in life, we just need to create a little bit of space for ourselves mm. um, and find a little bit of uh, solitude. And that's what this opportunity to travel provided me with. I love that, Austin. I think that's so powerful. Like, looking back on our lives, knowing just how society is, like we're in school through high school, we graduate, we jump right into college, we might jump right into grad school, we might jump right into, you know, medical school or law school or whatever that looks like. And we just don't take a second to breathe (laughs) and take a step back. And like, sometimes it's checking the boxes, right? I did that for first 36 years of my life let's just check the box and like get this done and what happens is you know at some point you do have that something that's created in life where you get the opportunity to take a step back or maybe the universe comes in and, and gives you that halt um for you to really realize what's important and what you want to do and then it's just taking that next step to do it um so I'm really proud of you I'm really proud of your efforts so far and like doing the things that fill your cup and what makes you happy in life with that passion and that purpose. And, and it doesn't have to be whatever you decide that is right now. I think the fun part and the best part about it is that you get to evolve and grow as a human. And it's not something that you have to do or get to do. You're going to hear me on this podcast say get to versus have to quite a bit. Um, that you get to do for the rest of your life. Like you get to continue to evolve and change as a human and as a coach and how you want to show up and how you want to serve the community. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think this is a great time to transition to um, a little bit of your story. And in doing that, I do want to share a quote that I saw uh, about a week ago and it inspired uh, me to make an Instagram post um, kind of overviewing my story. And I knew that this was going to be um, one of the earlier podcast topics that we decided to discuss. And I'm really happy we did. But the quote comes from um, James Clear, who is the author of a, a really popular book at this point, best-selling book, Atomic Habits. Um, and the quote says, you only need to know the direction, not the destination. The direction is enough Mm. to make the next choice. And I think that that quote is so big because we look for the destination. We are a destination-focused society. Everyone wants to know where are you going and what is the end game. 
And I think that we just need to focus on one thing at a time, one choice at a time. Because what happens when you focus on that one choice is you're putting all of your effort into that choice as opposed to trying to do the millions of little things that are going to get you to that destination. We're focusing on that one thing that is going to move us to the next step, the next rung of the ladder. Um, So I really love that quote. I think that we need to be a more direction focused society group of people, as opposed to the large emphasis that we put on the destination. A hundred percent. I completely agree with that. And I know I get lost in that sometimes. I think for me, it's about control, right? Or it's very easy to control the narrative or control the destination or control the path that you're on when you have that golden egg, that golden nugget, whatever, however you want to look at it, like in sight. But what happens when you're focused in on that one thing you are not, or I'm not, or however you want to um, phrase that, like appreciating and realizing the things that are happening to you in this moment and right now. And sometimes those are the best things in life to come through and take you on a different path that maybe, you know, I'm a big believer in the universe and like things are happening for a reason and, and maybe what I want as you know as a as a coach and as a business owner and as a human isn't necessarily the path that i need to be on right now and maybe the universe is going to shift me over so keeping your eyes open your heart open um being open to new ideas new things new concepts new connections and enjoying the ride yeah absolutely these are these are really great you know perspectives for us to be able to discuss and keep at the forefront of our minds. And I'm, I'm so happy that we have um, this opportunity to share that with our listeners. Let's shift to your story a little bit. I detailed um, kind of the time leading up to, you know, the decision of going a different direction than you may, you know, we may have intended. Um, can you kind of give me um, the details on your mindset leading up to that decision and, and what that, shift looked like for you? Yeah, I worked in financial services marketing since uh, it was for 14 years. Literally, my first job out of college was for um, a wealth management office who cleared through an independent broker. Um, So similar to um, like Merrill Lynch and back in the day, Smith Barney. um, uh, what other firms I'm blanking because I've been out of the industry for so long, but you know, um, like big broker dealers. Um, and we were an independent firm. And at the time I was living in Michigan where I grew up and, you know, a lot of my friends were moving away and it actually came down to when my younger sister was planning to move after, um, after she went through cosmetology school after college, like she was planning to move. And I thought, well, this is a great time to also move. And I had always wanted to move to Colorado and live in Colorado because I just loved it here when I came to visit. So um, my sister and I made a quick trip out here in the summer of 2009 
Um, and it was actually in Boulder where I decided or when I decided like I'm making this move, I'm making it happen, but I wanted to move to Denver. So both my sister and I moved to Denver and I landed, um, you know, a job with a high end um, boutique style wealth management company who cleared through the same broker, LPL Financial Independent Broker. And the office was downtown. I lived in the Golden Triangle, um, worked with an incredible group of people, which I stand by through this day. Like I worked there for almost 10 years. It was like nine and a half years of my life. Um, and they were an extension of my family. And, you know, I evolved in my role at that firm. Um, but it was maybe about five years in where I started to feel this this feeling that there was something more, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Right. And at the time I was probably 31 and I was still learning a lot about myself. Um, I'm a middle child. And I say that because I feel like that <laughs> says a lot about me. I'm the peacemaker. I love making people happy. And so I get to um, definitely learn how to make myself happy before others. Um, but you know, there was a lot of box checking, right? Um, I got a degree in marketing. My father wanted me to get a degree in finance. So I got the dual degree. Um, and I went the safe route, right? I went that route of maybe like leaning into the ego more than the heart, right? Like I'm working for this awesome company, this prestigious company. People know who I am. I'm making great money. I get to show up to work and have fun with people who I like. And I also get to work really hard. And I love hustling. I love working hard. I don't think whether I'm working in financial services or I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a coach. I don't think that's ever going to leave me. That is ingrained in me. Both of my parents are extremely hardworking individuals and both of my sisters are that way. <laughs> like I don't, that is not leaving. Um, but I get to work in, you know, in a way that fills my cup. So anyways, probably about five years into this, into this gig at, in Denver, I was probably about nine years into my career and I was just starting to question things like, this doesn't feel like I'm moving the needle, that I'm filling my cup, that I'm making a difference. I'm serving high net worth families. Like there was a lot of just morale sort of things kind of coming into play. And, and I was working my ass off. And definitely towards the end, I didn't feel appreciated. And um, that's, you know, that's my experience. I can't say whether that was an actual fact or not, but that was my experience. And and I was working a lot and I was going through a lot of life transitions in my personal life. Um, I was married. I uh, got divorced in 2017, early 2018. And um, that was a really huge shift in my life. And at the time I knew my job wasn't something that I could do forever because I was already feeling the effects of being burnt out. But knowing that it was stable and it was something that I could lean on and rely on those people that I worked with. I worked with a small group of, uh, we had about 10 people in our office. So, um, 
So getting through the divorce and kind of navigating through that and kind of getting into a good place after that, where I really started to get the itch of needing to do something different and um, having more autonomy, having more creativity, um, having a creative outlet, working with um, people who are seeing my vision or aligned in the vision. Um, so it was really um, the spring of 2019 when a lot of things just kind of came to head. The year before we went through a rebrand, which I think was in a lot of ways, really the catalyst for this change. Um, the rebrand was really intense. It was aggressive. It was nonstop. I was a marketing department of one. So if anyone who knows that, that's tough. And I worked with a lot of contractors, which was also really great. But um, at the end of the day, the buck stopped with me and it stopped with the managing partner. And it was a lot. It was a lot to take on. And as anyone who's been in a marketing role for at that point, nine and a half years, it also felt like this beautiful way to say, this is my time to go. I've put my stamp on this. I've put my stamp on this company and this area in this, this timeline of, of the nine and a half years. And like, now it's time to say goodbye and someone else can kind of come in and take it to the next level of what they want to do. Um, so I actually went on a yoga retreat and it was in crumbling. It was amazing. Uh, it was a few weeks before Easter. So I think it was early April of 2019. And it was really there where everything, you know, I had the chance to pause often. I had the chance to lean into, you know, some yoga practices, some journaling, some meditation, outdoor time, some really great connection time with other women. And it was very front and center that I needed to do this. I needed to leave my job. I just didn't know what I wanted to get into. And I didn't know how to say no to someone who supported me or a group of people who supported me, especially through like my transition in life and like going from, you know, dating to being engaged to getting married to now divorced and like having them really hold me as high or as best as they could um, at that time. So it was really hard for me to say no, but there was something that happened in a team meeting a few weeks after where, you know, it just kind of came back to, I didn't feel appreciated. I felt really pushed up against a wall and I didn't sleep well the night before. And I knew I was planning my quote unquote, like escape, right. Escape from corporate America. Like I knew I was planning this and I just had enough. I had enough in that moment. Like as the situation was unfolding, I felt the universe say to me, like, Sarah, this is your door. Take it. I am opening this door. This is not something that I think I would have like scheduled a meeting and had a conversation about, like, because I was so timid at that point to even try and have a conversation around you know, leaving this company. Um, because I know a lot of people looked at me and thought, what the F are you doing? <laughs> um, like from the outside, everything looked great. Right. But my mental right. health was not great. So, um, so I had this opportunity to say, this is my time to leave. This is not for me any longer. I got the opportunity to stay on for about two, two and a half months after that. 
to wrap up my projects. I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to leave them in a good spot. I wanted them to have time to find someone to replace me if they needed to. Um, and, you know, take the summer of 2019 off. So that's what I did. I went to a running camp, like I mentioned on our episode last week in North Carolina. And that's when everything kind of started. And I started a running retreat in Boulder that, um, in addition to getting my run coaching certification and everything just kind of build and was kind of a snowball effect from there. When I quit my job, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I leaned into the notion of like, I will know what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it and kind of let go. And I have this tendency to control things in my life. Um, So that's a big theme that's kind of been weaving in and out of the last or our first podcast and, um, and just what I get to do as a human, as a coach, as, um, as a business owner is to let go of control. So I let go of control that summer and it was one of the best summers of my life. I took three months off to travel, to spend time with my dog uh, to sleep, which was a big thing because I wasn't sleeping for about a year before that. And just doing things that fill my cup so I could show up as my best self. Um, and that's kind of how Elevate was born in a way. Um, I did take some contract work with uh, another financial institution, Transamerica, if you're familiar with that company, for six months that led us right up until the pandemic. My last day was actually... My contract ended on Valentine's Day of 2020, and then the plan was to just lean into my running retreats, and I was going to be, you know, uh, a run coach who had a lot of uh, a lot of events, and then I got my certification, and Elevate Your Running Coaching was born, and that is now the bulk of what I spend my time, how I spend my time and uh, coaching athletes virtually and in person. And it's been a lot of fun to just lean into the uncomfortable and to grow. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, your story is amazing, inspiring, illuminating. It it gives us so much to, to discuss. And I'd like to try to break down some of it. One of the things that you said is you mentioned the word beauty and I think it's interesting because I actually considered that word a few weeks ago um, in the context of running. And I think that one of the really great things about being a runner, um, you know, running marathons specifically for me, is the ability to strive for a beautiful race. And, and mm-hmm. what does a beautiful race look like? you're pacing well, um, you're keeping your form and technique in check, you're not really getting too high or too low mentally. And I I really think that relates so well to, you know, the story that we're living out each day. Our lives, if you wanted to consider it that way, can be like a race. I think that's why people fall in love with running, with marathoning, is you're representing the way you live your life by the way that you run the race. And I think that for us to 
strive for beauty as opposed to what you were saying is you were putting in so much work. It's just like you kept hammering and hammering and hammering. And I believe that our ego tells us that more is more. The more that yeah. we do is showing better. that we are more. We Yes, it is better yeah. to do more, be more. And at the end of the day, that's not the path to follow. Can we, can we become more? Yes. But that does not mean that you become more by just continuing to swing the hammer as hard as you can. Sometimes you need 100%. to drop it and just think about the strategy that you're putting forth. And, and I love that you recognize that about your story. You found that, you know what? The world is conspiring, like you said earlier, for me. There is an opportunity here. I don't know the destination. I barely even know the direction. But I know that I need to allow the world to conspire for me in this moment. And I do find it funny that when we do that, when we make the hard decision, sometimes it almost seems like it's just all unfolding right in front of us. And from the outside world, people say, well, it came easily to you. No, I made the hard decision. I made the hard decision. And in some cases, I did less to achieve more. And the last thing that I'll point to here from your story that I really loved is that you were willing to say no. And I think that so many of us believe that we have to be yes men and women. We have to say yes mm -hmm. to every opportunity. We have to say yes to every responsibility that people throw at us. You have to be able to say no, because when you say no, you're magnifying the yeses that you do say. And I think yeah. that I, I love that we could hit at this in this podcast because it's all about perspective. You have to understand what you really want to provide because you can't provide everything. You have right. to, to really focus in on, on what it is that, that fulfills you. Absolutely. You know, it's the power of saying no and, um, working smarter, not harder, right? So those are all things that we can talk about maybe in more detail on, on other podcast episodes. But at the end of the day, we all get to put ourselves first and do what's best for us. And, you know, I wouldn't take away or, you know, I'm really glad for my experiences. I think anytime things don't work out, or maybe it leads you into a new path, like you, I take the mindset at least is it's a great learning opportunity. It's a great time to assess like what worked, what didn't work. How can you do something different next time to show up a little bit different, maybe to show up a little bit healthier or a little bit more aligned. Um, but I'm also like such a big believer in letting things go in your life to make room for things that are important. And every time I've done that, I was actually sending audio notes to my coach this morning and we were talking about my business and where I'm taking it this spring and summer and like how different that looks from even just last year and the path I thought I was going to be on last year and all these wonderful new opportunities are opening up literally Austin in the last two days because I maybe because maybe because not, I don't know but I have been saying no to certain things I've been setting boundaries with my availability and my time as a coach and 
putting myself first and making sure that I'm doing what I need to do to quote unquote, put the oxygen mask on first mm-hmm. um, before I can serve others. Because if I can't show up as my best self or I'm showing up run down, tired, whatever, like I can't be the best version of myself and, and people deserve to have that, right? People deserve yeah. to show up you know, ready and committed and energized and passionate. And it doesn't matter if that's passion in running, in coaching, in financial services and private equity in driving a car, driving, you know, an Uber, like whatever you want to do, do what fills your cup, do what makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that you know, it's a different type of hard that you chose. Um, it's a different type of hard to say no, as opposed to saying yes. Um, it definitely hits at our ego a little bit. We want to be able to do everything. But the, at the end of the day, we can't. We have 24 yeah. hours in a day. We do not have 24 hours of energy in a day. We need time to, to rest, <laughs> to decompress, to to have that solitude and to plan our next step. Yes. Um, I agree with that. And I laugh because I think back to, you know, a story um, that my brother-in-law shared with me of just, I I have very similar energy to my brother-in-law and he's very go, 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 go. And um, it was a few years ago. He was like, you know, concerned that he wasn't able to do all the things that he wanted to do in a day or that, you know, after skiing, he couldn't like go to the gym, like he needed to take some time to like rest before like doing the next activity. And, you know, I would say age comes with that, right? So like, sometimes the older we get, it's a little bit harder to be that energizer bunny sort of mentality of doing all the things. But um, I have to say, like, in my 20s, I was definitely that almost 24 hour type of person, like I could just go, go, go. And it definitely started to wane quite a bit in my early thirties, but I have to say now being 39, closing, you know, inching in towards that 40 year age, like I probably have more energy and more alignment in what I'm doing than ever before. So I think it's a really great testament to like, yes, age can sometimes be a factor, but also if you're doing what you love and with who you love and doing the things that make you happy, um, there's a lot of great energy that can come from that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think this has been an amazing podcast for us to be able to share our stories um, and to really be able to synthesize some of those those takeaways that we found and those perspectives that, you know, we don't apply at once. We're applying these every day um, and find those little wins, like apply some of these things that we talked about today and find the wins or the elevated moments, as we call it at the beginning of the podcast, that you're gaining from the decisions that you made. And really, really lean into that passion, that purpose, and that fulfillment that you as an individual get, not the purpose that someone else tries to impose on you. This is your life. This is is your race to run. (laughs) And, and we need to really, to really own that, that story, that individuality that each of us have the opportunity to express. 
I love that. Run your own race. Um, and do it in a time in a timeline that works for you. Um, I'm not telling or suggesting that you all should quit your jobs today. That's a big step. It's a big decision. But like Austin said, like celebrating those elevated moments, maybe stepping outside of your comfort zone here or there, start, you know, um, dipping your toe into that uncomfortable sort of piece to it and see what happens and see what you get to create. And over time, all those small things are going to build up and add up to one gigantic change or leap or direction that you're moving in. And it's going to be really beautiful to watch. So um, I think that's a great way to end uh, today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. So looking ahead a little bit, um, we are leaving for Mesa, Arizona next Thursday. Is that the flight? I don't, I don't create Thursday. the itinerary, so I need you to tell. Abby's the itinerary person for us. Yes. Um, so, so we are leaving. We'll launch on the 8th. Yeah. Yep. We're leaving next Thursday, flying to uh, Mesa, Arizona, where Sarah will run her third full marathon, and Abby will run the Mesa half. Um, and we are really excited. I'm really excited to be there to support you all. Um, I'm not running. I'm you're strictly... excited because you're not running. <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to get in a nice run in the Arizona sun. I can tell you that because I I, the winter here is weighing on me a little bit. I'm very excited um, to be able to wear shorts and run in the sun again. I know. Same. But I'm Same. definitely excited to support. We are definitely excited <laughs> to document the trip. Um, to record a podcast or two while we're in Arizona, um, and just to continue to to share this passion that we have. Um, we're so excited to be able to do this. Um, we're so thankful for the people who tuned into the first episode and for the people who are going to tune into the second episode. Um, I know that this one was a fun one for me. It, it really is. Um, it means a lot to me to be able to tell the story and to hopefully provide some value to other people um, through, you know, the early stages of our story, of our race. Absolutely. Like if we can help or change one person or dozens of people's lives because our stories inspire them to do something that they've been thinking about doing, wanting to do, they kind of just know that gut feeling like this is not what I should be doing. Like that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Like definitely take that leap, do it in a time frame that works for you. Um, be uncomfortable with the uncomfortable, but also kind of have some, some backup plans in place or just a strategy. Um, we didn't really talk a whole lot about that today in terms of what I had, um, strategically planned out, um, you know, in terms of my leap and financially and, and what I could fall back on if I needed to that net, that safety yep. net or lack thereof, maybe another podcast episode, but, um, you know, if anything, I hope this podcast just inspires you to live your best life, live it with love, with kindness and, you know, with running. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> that is episode number two of the Elevate Your Running podcast. Um, you can connect with us through elevateyourrunning.com. Um, and with me through Instagram at Austin Myers 12, Sarah, do you want to add on to where they can connect with us? 
Yes, uh, Instagram at Elevate Your Running and at Sarah, S-A-Y-R-A-H, runs happy. And then if you want to send us any comments, questions, elevated moments of the last week, you can either send them through Instagram DM or at Elevate Your Running Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for your time today. Have a great day. Yep, let's have a great week.